0: Wow, what a game, everyone. GG, GG, GG. More like BG. Sorry, what was that?
1: Bad game, James. BG. BFG. Okay, whoa, whoa. Big friendly giant? James, I don't like combos. I hate them. I hate it when the game ends out of nowhere. And I've told you so many times!
0: Um, well, well, you you won with a combo.
1: I know! <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, that is actually giving me genuine flashbacks to when you got your first win with the Kaza deck. Oh, uh, with the
1: Kaza deck! And yeah.
0: it was like, you were sat at the table, I have a photo of you on my phone after that game, been uh, looking so mopey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I was like, you won, look, you won! I look quietly satisfied, but also def- disappointed in definitely yourself. Definitely <laughs> mopey, yeah, it's, it's icky, you Come know. to the
0: dark side, play with combo.
1: <laughs> Alright, welcome to the Get Commanded podcast, it's the GCP, brought to you by the GCC, I am your host... The Budget Boy? No. Captain Budget Boy. No. Ooh. It's just Walt. Okay, well,
0: hello, Commander Players. I've never done that on this podcast. No, you haven't, Hello, Commander Players. It's me, James, your gracious
1: co-host. And uh, before we have any more ridiculous conversations, James, we've got an incoming transmission.
0: Ah, oh, I knew it. I'm expecting it now. We're four episodes
1: deep now, so I know. I'm expecting it, it, these it, guys it, to get in touch. It just keeps on yeah. happening. So from the deep depths of the galaxy, from... The Space Commanders. It's time to get commanded. At the conclusion of each game, consider what has occurred and plan your next steps. Oh,
0: okay. Um, mm. This is like... We've spoken about a lot before the game. You, you and I are a huge Rule Zero person. Yeah, big so fans of Rule Zero, and we love the game itself. And we talk. We've, we've spoken about communication. We've spoken about playstyle. How you
1: have fun within the game. And yep. this is after the game now. Yeah, I guess this is almost like the anti Rule Zero. So what 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 are we calling it? I. I've tentatively started calling it rule infinity. Oh, of course. You're just
0: working on a number line here. Rule yeah. zero is starting Zero before, at the start. And just infinity. Infinity at the end. And this yeah. is something we should always be thinking about. How yeah, do we, how we exactly, awesome. exactly. Yeah, so, okay. so
1: there's a few things that we, we want to be thinking about. So the, the space commander said, consider what has occurred. So look, rule zero starts the game. So I think that rule infinity should naturally call back yes, to rule zero. I think so. I think it's almost like thinking about how you can kind of think in your head this is not so much what you're saying out loud but how did the Rule Zero conversation go? yeah and so how could we how could it have gone better? especially if you're moving into a next game exactly exactly and look most people play Commander and they finish the game and then play again with the same people so if something went great We want to do that again. If something didn't go so well, we also want to avoid that. So Mm. now is our little, you know, one minute conversation tidbit where we're going to try and... Make the next game even better yeah. if we can.
0: So we're going to record a
1: forty-five minute podcast about that one minute <laughs> experience. <laughs> <That was. laughs> Pretty much. I mean, they did say as well, you know, and plan your next steps beyond think, that. So I think that's a lot longer. And when you finish a game, you're thinking
0: about certain games you played for weeks afterwards. To you are, yeah. So you are.
1: So that's that's a separate a separate uh, part of the conversation. But yeah. So so rule infinity. So, um, well, before we even do rule infinity, mm. I think it's worth saying good game. Mm. I think. A lot of people just seem to skip it but it's just a nice little little step. Yeah. I actually now in our Slightly less COVIDy world appreciate a handshake yeah. every now and then. Or a fist bump. If people are fist comfortable, bump, elbow bump, yep. elbow bumps as yep. well. Much more COVID safe. I think
0: the good game part of it as well is actually giving a throwback to episode two of this podcast, which is communicating.
1: Mm. Um,
0: and I think that we we spoke about it a lot about being a gracious player and being a good player, yeah. and how that can actually benefit you in your games because mm. you, um, Commanders is a political game. Being nice gets people on side. It does. So like, it if, does. If you're interested in that, definitely go back to the last episode. where we spoke about that but Mm -hmm. yes a handshake good game and also i love it when i win and someone compliments the win and or compliments the way i won or something like that yeah i love that it makes me feel like i did something right It like i mean it fluffs my feathers and boosts my ego a little bit (laughs) which i love but it also actually gives me an education on my deck you know if if someone said like you know if we sit down at the game and i cast a new card like for example maybe um, Hunter's Insight which I put in my um, Elves deck oh, and I yeah. hit someone and I draw like 30 cards and at the end yep. of the game you go I didn't know 3 mana could draw you 30 cards if you cast that on your commander in instant speed mm. before damage that's a really good play yeah. I go oh brilliant I know that that's a good thing to include in my deck
1: yeah which again calls back to that same episode yeah. the episode 2 we talked about that you know I again stand by what I said in that episode the best compliment that I can receive after a commander game is someone enjoying the specific card that I put in the deck. Yes. because you know I made that choice when I yeah. put that in and, and I'm rewarded basically and
0: I also for, for you specifically Walt I love pointing out the weird cards that I'm like I've never heard of this card I'm going to put it in my deck and that's ready. what brings me so much joy <laughs> 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 that's like if you ever play a game with Walt and and, and, I, and I guarantee if you play a game with Walt there's going to be a moment where you go sorry can you explain what that card what does what is twiddle it, t- I have lost to twiddle <laughs> if you t- I, you know usually on this podcast when we mention a card we read it I'm not going to mention Twiddle. You look that card up. You, for, the, for the listeners, go home, look Twiddle up. I have lost to it. You're, it is a silly card. I have lost to the card.
1: If but, you're playing around me, play Twiddle. Yeah, there Just you go. Saying. It's Just not saying. in
0: many decks, but it's in yours. It's,
1: it's good. But it's, good.
0: It's, 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 it's that thing where you find clarity in what you're doing, especially if you're the winner. And even if you're not the winner, and even when you're talking to like, you know, say good game to the winner, of course, because they won. Mm. But say to other people around you that, oh, you get a, did a great play there, I really love that. Mm. Or if you had a great political deal that came up be proud of it have that have that moment with the player of being like oh we totally knocked that person out because we teamed up and we worked together and yeah, you know, yeah. me casting a, a spell and you forking it to da- target them twice or something was so brutal and like you know, yeah yeah it, you know doing that it, it gives because again commander is such a social game and that's mm-hmm. why that communicating episode went on for such a long time yeah it's because it's such a social game so the game doesn't stop when you finish, when when there's a winner declared and all the like the board state is restarted and mm. the, the stack is removed, that's not when the game stops. And I think the Space Commanders are actually trying to get us to realize that because Command is such a social game, there's no official competition around it. No, it's mm. not a sanctioned event. It's a game that's constantly happening. Like yep. you know, we, we you know we rock up and we start talking about decks and deck teching. That's part of the game. I think that mm. once you're in Commander, it's like. It, commander to me isn't uh a game it's a community you know? and yeah. and it, it, it's definitely part it's something bigger than just a game like you play standard mm. you shake the opponent's hand and once you're done once you're off the stage at you know las vegas doing the the grand prix you walk away and that's mm. it that's done but commander you're if like you know i would love i can't wait till there's a command fest in melbourne so we can experience this and mm. how big that community is and i think yep. going around and talking to people and congratulating them and saying good games it's a awesome i love it I yeah i cannot wait for that
1: for sure for sure I, I totally agree with you i think i think the social when i think about my favorite games of commander i can remember the moments that happened but i also remember exactly who i was playing with yeah every single time because sure. it's so important and you know like when i when i sit down to come to commander now i i used to i, I found i was getting so invested in how my deck performed that at the end of the night I could basically describe whether or not I had a good time based on whether I'd won. Mm. And that's not how you want to be playing Commander. No,
0: that's really concerning. (laughs) Yes, and I was concerned about (laughs) it.
1: And so what I I started started to do was reframe it in my mind where I kind of said to myself, what if when I went and played Commander, I kind of actively turned off the part of my brain that was thinking about the format Commander? And I just said to myself... For an hour or two hours, three hours, I'm going to go and hang out with some people. What a good way of approaching our commander night. It's just like, you know, and what I found was happening yeah. then is I would sit down and I would just kind of be like, well, I'm about to spend an hour with this person. I want to know... What they like. Yeah. I want to know a bit more about them. Social game. Definitely want to know their name. Yeah. Could start. Yeah. <laughs> could start. Name, pronouns, then you get to play. And yeah. Like, then, <laughs> who, then who's your commander? Yeah. Commander's pronouns. Yeah. yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> Which is important. Imagine <laughs> lot, lot of, yeah.
0: if you know them, I don't know. Yeah. Want to make sure you, t- if you're talking about the card, you want to make sure you. It's true. Yeah.
1: It's true. People do get that wrong, actually. But <laughs> I think it's really interesting
0: because our last episode, we defined you as a spike. So We it's, did. It's super- and, and like, this is the thing. When you're not playing limited and not playing pauper. I think it's good to suppress Press those those spike tendencies that mm. come out in us that we we think we have a good time when we win is yep. not necessarily
1: the, the truth. I think it's the wrong mindset to bring to the Because so. look, you know, if you are at a good pod, you know, if you're at a at a pod where you've matched your decks perfectly in the rule zero conversation, yeah. um, you know, the power levels are similar, people have similar expectations of the game, you should have a twenty five percent chance of winning that game. Yes, that's how it should. Which be. Which means. You should only win a quarter of them. So, if yeah. you're going to be devastated every time you lose a and game... if you play four games a
0: night and you've only won one, that's the statistical outcome, absolutely. Yeah, that's, like you, that's you, the yeah. most likely outcome. If yeah. the games are, you know, yeah, the right power balance. level and
1: stuff, which is what we want, yeah. right, out of Commander. We talked about this before. And so, um, if you're thinking about Commander as, you know, that's where I go when I want to win, you're, you're going to be miserable. And that's kind of yeah. how I was finding, I was feeling. I was kind of get to the end of Commander Night and go like, man, I wish I'd done this play then. And I'd wish... I have this card instead of this other card mm. I'm going to have to swap some cards when I get home and I still do a little bit of that and I'm always going to be a bit like that because as we discovered I am a Spike yes you are But
0: not listen to episode 3 go back yeah, it's go find
1: out go find out I guess we've kind of spoiled that now that mm. was sort of a bit of a realisation we made on the but fly but the rationale but... is there <laughs> you, you have to find <laughs> out
0: why a Spike it's a good episode
1: it's a good episode and but look I, yeah.
0: I, I'm, I want to kind of highlight something that we've actually recently done on our community group we have a closed community group page for all our community members to mm. discussions we have comments content going up, this podcast is posted there, we've got weekly posts by yourself, by other members, um, and it's a great place, but we've never actually we always just had a this, you know, thing that every Tuesday was when we play Commander. But we never had a name for the night, it was just Tuesday nights or Commander Night or something. We've naturally now named it Commander the Gathering. And like oh, you think about yeah. like the, the name of the game we play is Magic the Gathering. It's about like the gathering mm. is a word in it. It's a, such a social part of it. So like when we talk about things like congratulating each other, trying to get a mindset that makes you positive at the end of it, I now want to switch our tone a little bit and talk about what happens when you didn't have a good game and mm. what's like something that you can talk to players about when like you've had, for example, is a really easy one to say, a particular card hosing your deck for example like i've sat in one of my one of my memories um of like this kind of topic where you know someone has definitely not had a good game was actually with you and i want to pick your brains about it It was because you recently we've mentioned your arami deck graveyard you know slamming gary and winning with that combo brilliant, but it was a very fresh deck when this memory occurred and you just built it and you were very excited to play it. And we sat down at a pod and one of the players, Luke who works at the store brought out his Esper kind of control deck where there's lots of enchantments that sit around and control uh, it. Oh, I can see no. you wincing now because you, you know exactly <laughs> what I'm going to say. And there was a card, Rest in Peace, which is one and a white for an enchantment that says all graveyards are exiled and anything that goes into the graveyard goes into exile as well. I can't remember the exact card reading is, but you basically saw that card
1: hit the table... And that was your game. It was done. Oh well, in in my colours, like I yeah. was running the one thing that can deal with enchantments, which is feed the swarm. Feed the swarm, <laughs> and I think I'd already used it. So I got exiled with. It. Oh, and I was just oh, like, no. I can't, like, I can't play the game magic. I was like desperately trying to make make deals with people. Um, yeah, like, it, there's nothing you can do, yeah. you know, with about certain cards that come down. And look, I I will very briefly say, I think. Don't play rest in peace. I'm just going to go ahead and say, unless you're playing CDH, don't play a card that just hoses somebody because as the person who's playing that that card, mm. you just lose. But look, if it's happened in the game, right? If I got to the end of the yeah. game. and it's you know, over this, now. This, this has is, just happened, this right? This is over. I've played around yeah. me. Luke's played rest in peace. It's happened. I get to the end of the game and be kind of like, man, when I pulled out my graveyard deck, I kind of would have appreciated if you'd said hey, I run a rest in peace in my deck.
0: It will will turn off your deck.
1: Yes. Or, you know, like even if I hadn't provided that context, I, these days... I know we had that whole conversation about what we think is helpful to say at the start of the game. I think the most important one is... You know which cards are actually problematic in your deck. If you've got some experience. New yeah. players just sometimes make Of course. It just happens. Yeah. You know, they play they play to their rest in peace. They didn't realise how bad it would be. Uh, I saw an ADH wreck EDH you rack. Know. I have
0: an experience of sitting down with a new player just recently that had three land removal spells in their deck. Right. And it was it was a new player experience and, yeah. and it's it's one of those things where you go, right, this
1: kind of thing. It's you, a bit of a faux pas. Uh, yeah, People don't to, really like it so much. Exactly right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it's like that does happen. But you know, in general. If you've been playing Magic for a certain amount of time, you kind of know the cards. Yeah. You know, if you've got a Draineth Magistrate in your deck, you should know that some people are going to kind of see that card and be like, "Ooh." If you're playing, like,
0: and especially, you know, you said it before, if you, if someone at the table goes, you know, during the rule zero conversation and we're like, again, we're talking about the start of the game now, but Mm. this is, this is where you can avoid it. And we'll talk about how we can solve it if it, if it happens, but like in those rule zero conversations, when, you know, you sit down and someone's going, oh, I've got this, um, Savine, the reclamation deck, which is a flashback deck and you know you have a Draineth Magistrate, it's going to hose them. Mm. Let them know. Let them know. know. They might
1: want to pull out a different deck. Um, You might want to pull out a different deck. You know, that's what that Rule Zero is for. And so, if that Rule Zero conversation wasn't as long as it should have been, then maybe in this Rule Infinity conversation, now's the time to sort of be like, hey, yeah, I would have appreciated if you'd warned me about that rest in peace. Like there's a particular tone that you should go about doing it. It's kind of be like that. Yeah, course, you know, yeah. don't don't ever accuse people of like, you made my deck terrible, yeah, you yeah, turned You did this, yeah. this, you did this, you did this. I think that's why it's good to focus on the card is because yeah. then people don't really feel like they're being attacked directly. You can yeah. sort of be like, hey, I would have appreciated it if you warned me about that card. And look, and as a,
0: as someone that has run cards like that, that has hosed, like I've been responsible for making some people's games miserable. I have, believe it or not, well, believe it or not, I've I was hosed, just going to
1: say, me included. <laughs> oh, maybe we'll have Long a chat. Long time ago. Let's have a chat
0: after the podcast when we're not being recorded. <laughs> Another Rule Infinity. Yeah, for Infinity, us. Infinity for the podcast. I think yeah. that's
1: just therapy for us,
0: actually. Because <laughs> <laughs> we play so much magic. Our Rule Infinity is just group therapy. I
1: mean, Rule Infinity minus the magic is just kind of, hey. How you doing? How are you doing? How you doing? <laughs> you okay? how, did you, how did you feel about that experience? How did it make you feel? <laughs> how did that make you feel? <laughs> have you seen, sorry, tangent, crazy tangent. Yeah. Freaky Friday. Uh-huh. When when they swap bodies, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And um the daughter is like the mother is like a psychologist. And the daughter oh, it's like so bad, and I'm sure it's dated terribly, but like the daughter's way of getting through the day where she's supposed to be a psychologist, is just whenever anyone says anything to her, she says and how did that make you feel? <laughs> next time,
0: I'm not going to say next time because I've never done it, but the first time I cast an Armageddon, I'm going to go, and how did that make you feel? <laughs> Start the therapy right there <laughs> like, at the trauma. I, it's on the stack, not even resolved that. <laughs> how does this make you feel? <laughs> but but what I'm saying is, as someone that has blown people out of the water with yeah. their decks. Everyone's and like, done so it. Probably. Everyone's done it. And, like, and especially when like I love playing control, like counter spells are one of those types of cards that people sometimes don't like playing against and sometimes they get hosed by or whatever Mm. it's when someone comes up to me and says that i need to then rethink about when i pull that deck out what pods i sit down in that deck with and and i'm really lucky because i have like 12 commander decks now i think maybe sounds about right roughly it's bad that i'm losing count (laughs) um but like i have lots of range in my deck so i have the ability to go okay maybe i won't play this at this kind of a table, but. You know, the next game I can pull out something easier. But like, I know that that deck now doesn't belong at that table. But some other players only have one or two decks, um, yeah. And and they, you know, they've they've may have been a new player and they've upgraded it really quickly. I think as experienced Magic players, there's a responsibility to kind of guide people into the right pod. To mm. and, and like this podcast it has its foundations in making sure that the the result of Commander is that everyone has a fun time. That's what we're trying to do. For right? sure. So like, if we sit down at a table, let's say me, you, and two other people sit down and play a game of Commander and your deck just completely annihilates and it just goes out, the, you know, all that kind of stuff. After the game, I might approach you and go, hey, look, that was really powerful and all this kind of stuff. It's kind of your responsibility as an experienced player to be like, right, I know that this deck shouldn't sit here. And let's mm. put it on someone else. There might be a new player that sit there and they blow us out of the water. I might be able to say, hey, look, that deck is now really powerful. It's actually at the point where you might need to make a decision whether you go
1: CEDH with it or keep it casual. Yeah, or, you know, start with, this deck's really powerful, guys. And sit down. Bring out your best deck. And like, this is the thing, thing. I've
0: consistently, like, I'll I'll give an example of one of our community members, Theo, has got an Edgar Markov deck, right? And it's, like, they've put some upgrades in it. Vampiric Tudor... Um, on brand cat- that one <laughs> yeah captivating vampire like these nice. kinds of cards that are you know like expensive really for a reason like they're really powerful yep. so like the deck now goes incredibly quick so it, I'm ha- I had this conversation with them where I was like okay, you, ne- you might need to start thinking about a casual tables not pulling
1: this deck out or saying like hey Bring, bring your a game like, this deck goes fast yeah. like bring out your best deck yeah
0: and that's the thing and then like and i think as experienced players it's it's good for us to guide new players to the right pods like i I've, yeah. I've constantly sat down with people and i i might have only got two decks with me on the night i've got my cdh deck and another powerful deck and i sit down at a table someone said hey james come sit down and be our fourth player and i sit down and go i've got these two decks and then you know the rest of the table isn't right for it and then after the game i win and i'm like oh okay let me find you guys a pod that'll suit you better. And I stand yeah. up in a store and I go, hey, uh, these guys are looking for a really casual game. Who's got pre-cons that they can pull mm. out? And it's, I think there's a responsibility on us to find the right pods for people. Totally. And, and I think a really easy way to do that is in this Rule Infinity conversation. Mm. After the game, you know exactly what their playstyle is and how powerful the deck is. So help them out.
1: Yeah, for sure. And look, the, the thing I think to keep in mind is... If you are the one who steps up and tries tries to have that slightly difficult conversation now... It doesn't have to be difficult, but it can be. If you have that conversation now, you might be the one who saves them from a less savoury conversation with someone else. Yeah. Because, like, I, unfortunately, have seen it happen before where a newish player comes in and they have played land hate spells, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um. And an experienced player has just sort of thrown their hands up and like conceded the game, and sort of said, "I can't do do this, don't do this," like all this kind of stuff. And you know, if if someone, if you can be the one at that table who instead says, "Hey, just by the way, people don't love land, hate spells. Mm. Just warn people before you play," then the next time they're better prepared for it, and hopefully you can avoid those really shocking conversations.
0: Something I've noticed about this conversation—we're like twenty minutes in already talking about this—and I found that the one thing that Rule Infinity does is make rule zero better
1: it does i think
0: that's like the underlying thing it's it's how do we make rule zero better for you next time yeah and i think as this podcast is aimed at everyone new and experienced and you know spikes out there playing cdh if you're a new player talk to your opponents after the game because you are still understanding your play style your your strategy your deck power level talk to them and also like you know, if you have a problem with something, of course, we've talked about, like, I have a big problem with Rest in Peace. Don't play, like, you know, warn mm. me about that card. But if you're a new player and you play the deck and you go, hey guys, what did you think of my deck?
1: What kind yeah. of power level is it? This is another good opportunity to get yeah. some feedback on how, how it went. Especially, like,
0: I'm, I'm a relatively experienced player and I've got lots of decks. If I build, build a new deck or bring a new deck to the table after the game love getting that feedback. Love yeah. being like, where do you think this sits, guys? Like, mm. you know, like, this is my Fire Left deck. How do you reckon it went? Like, it's got Crucible of Worlds in it and a nap Exuator, but I only have three fetch lands. So what do you think that does for the power level? Yeah. Like, what does this do?
1: For sure. And I, I think, yeah, I yeah. think it's important to be, again, wherever you can, you should be the one who hops in. Because, like... Again, in general, with rule zero, and I think it'll be the same thing when I'm going to try and, you know, look at this yeah, rule yeah, infinity yeah. thing. I think the things we talk about on the podcast, I almost think of as reminders to myself to mm. do these things as well. In general, it's always going to be so easy to just say nothing because everyone else is probably going to do the same thing. It just, it happens yeah. a lot. People just kind of get up, they move, they, they do whatever, right? And so it's probably a lot of the time you're going to have to be the one who starts that conversation. But when you do, It all opens up then, you know, and if you start with that one little bit of feedback, then, you know, you can get an actual dialogue happening with the table and you can, yeah, you can learn something, you can see how that rule zero went and then, you know, your subsequent rule zeros will be better. And a a cool thing that I want to note about this Mm. here, um, I was thinking of the number line thing when I called it rule infinity, but also there are going to be infinite commander games, theoretically, for you, right? Yeah. So let's make those infinite games better. Yeah. Moving forwards. 100%. Yeah. Man,
0: we killing it today like the, the space commanders must be really proud
1: of it Sure, they must like the, the whole point of this
0: podcast is to make people feel happier and all that kind of stuff right That's, yeah it's, it's so rewarding for sure I, i'm really happy with this like the, the the rule infinity conversation because yeah it's very rare that we get this dialogue and the reason why it's rare and i'm going to throw a new topic conversation in. it might be a bit of a tangent but stick with me is do you think rule infinity i want a yes or no from you do you think rule infinity is as important as rule zero yes or no all oh, the, the eyes are closed, thinking hard. <laughs> or could be maybe. Could be maybe. I think oh, as important, I think it's close. Close. It's close. Okay. Then, if we think it's close to import is as important as rule zero, is close to, then how do we feel about when you get eliminated getting up and walking away from the table? Because then you're not part of that
1: immediate ah, rule de- And you're sort of denying the mm. other players access to your... Feedback. Your, your feedback, your, input, your thoughts. Your, yeah. yeah. And
0: like we've talked about, you know, some players conceding on the spot and walking away and that's a, that's a different conversation but if you'll have a good game and you just get knocked out and there's still maybe I don't know 3 turns left of the of the game do you think as a player you have a responsibility to sit down and see that game out like a game night style like you sit there and yeah. still interact and talk to the table and all that yeah. kind of style or do you think you just can get up walk away and find another pod?
1: look i think i would be in the in the first camp i think i think yeah. in general I want to see that game to the end and yeah, I want to talk about it. And also, you know, I I think it's also about a mindset thing where, you know, you should kind of care how it's going to wrap up. This again, calls back to that same thing of, of thinking about it as hanging out with some people and not so much about the game. Um, I want to see who wins. I want to see the smile on the face of the winner um and yeah i want to participate in that rule infinity i want to be like hey that w-. look to be honest i lean towards the positive i yes. know we've mentioned some negative things here and some ways you. Can but we started that.
0: with saying like you that was so good that was you, so you, I good i love that play you made that, and all that kind of stuff yeah. i want to be a part of that too and like and this is the thing i, I this we didn't really plan to talk about this this is something that I, I wanted to bring up because i've seen it a lot in our store on on our commander nights the command of the gathering nights that we have every tuesday everyone wants to grind as many games as possible so when you lose it's an opportunity for you to go find another pod right and there's part of that that I totally understand and I don't think we should disparage people from having another game or something like that but if you've if you can see the game ending I think it's a good-hearted thing it's not a rule we're not trying to implement like don't leave the table like it's (laughs) it's your parents saying don't leave the table until your sister's finished like You know, (laughs) that's a weirdly good. (laughs) It's so accurate, right? Don't you know? But you might want to go and play Xbox, do something else, go find and do something else, or go get your after dinner snack kind of thing. (laughs) But it, I think, it's a really nice thing to sit down at the table and see it out. Also. I love when I've had an effect on the game that I get eliminated that I then see later on in the game I love that experience oh, where I go oh sort of- the reason why you're experiencing this is because I removed that thing ages ago and oh, now you don't have even- cards in and- I made that so I made it harder for you to win even though I'm knocked out and you're still in the game <laughs> suck it That's the ripples
1: from your actions exactly and I think
0: as a you know again as experienced players you and I we have mm-hmm. that kind of like responsibility to sit down and then be a part and almost initiate like for people that are listening to this podcast, a lot of them in our community, guys, start the Rule Infinity conversation. Mm. I think the more we talk about this, the more I think that, yeah, it's close to that importance level of Rule Zero. Well, because it calls
1: back to it so strongly. Yeah. You know, you're always going to want to, or you should, I think, think about, you know, what did happen in that conversation before the game and, and yeah, how, how could it have been done better? But, um, look, we've been talking about this, this Rule yeah. Infinity thing for a while and the, the Space Commanders did say at the conclusion of each game consider what has occurred and plan your next steps uh, so we do also want to think about how we're moving past rule infinity so well, shall, shall we, we do the paper we're holding the paper I'm actually there we go and I'm you're gonna, scrunching it I'm scrunching it because I want to get a target at the back of the room <laughs> we have one very silent audience member back there who we're, just copped a face full of paper <laughs>
0: we've got live participation in the podcast so oh my fun.
1: god it's like what's that remember like 5d 4d cinema oh yeah i never even did one but my friends would be like oh man i saw a 4d movie the other day there was bubbles coming out the screen the bubbles <laughs> coming no oh, like they spray water on your yeah. face or whatever when like Such you go through thing. the water oh my god so yeah that the podcast is immersive now guys yeah so. <laughs>
0: That please don't take that as Walt saying we're gonna invite guests every day. Oh time no! <laughs> oh we're
1: setting a precedent! People are gonna think they can be invited. subscribe uh, to our OnlyFans. <laughs> Whoa, we've got an OnlyFans now. Oh we're my getting God. off track. We're on, stopping. We're stopping this right, entire conversation. On. So um, they knows? should say, plan your next steps was what the space has <laughs> told us to do. So we've got to think about how we're moving towards the next game of Commander after this one. So look, we do play at a game store. Um, mm. A lot of our advice, we I sort of think about our podcast as being, you know, it's for our community, but I do think there's a lot to be gained from people in general, because we're yes. just talking about Commander and it's fun. Yeah, 100%. Um, but look, we play at a game store. That's that's how we play. We occasionally play games in a pod where people just are invited over, but I would say 80% of my games of Magic are played at the game store that we go to on a Tuesday night. That's yeah. how we play Magic. So our advice on this is going to be... Based on a game store. Based but on But I a game think store. that
0: that's pretty common across... The, the whole
1: commander scene. I think, yeah. I, hmm, that's interesting. I actually, I think, I feel like I saw a poll somewhere once. Maybe of it was Twitter or something. Yeah, yeah. Town. And and they found, maybe it was Wizards. Maybe Wizards had done some, like, Market surveys research. and stuff. Yeah. yeah okay. And I think most people actually play with a consistent pod mm. in general.
0: Interesting, because we we started like that in lockdown. We that did. Was, we, we Which played. is how we started Magic, really. Yeah, yeah. it was 100%. We played with the same pod over and over again. But now that actually happens very rarely. I yeah. Think. So, so yeah, our advice on this will definitely be in the style of a game store setting or in the setting where you're playing with multiple people and you've got the opportunity to move around. So just keep that in mind when we're going
1: through yeah. this section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so right off the bat, um, you know, we talked about that game that happens where someone blows you out, yep. right? And we talked about how you might want to give them some advice on that and even some help with mm-hmm. with where they should go next. And And really, it's the same thing that you should be doing for you think about where do you want to play next you know were you happy with the power level that was there with the people who were there like it's totally fine at this stage to be like hey i might duck out yeah you don't have to say i don't want to play with you anymore (laughs) you guys made me lose (laughs) i don't want to play Play with you anymore wow
0: For anyone that doesn't <laughs> know that reference, that's the original Toy Story. Oh, uh, that film
1: is far too old. Wow. Well, anyway, that's what If old you're a Zoomer, reference. go go watch Toy Story. It's great. God, you made me feel old then. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, yes, that's. Uh, don't even talk about. Don't don't do that. Like, we're, no, we're, don't don't tell people. I don't, don't get like up, you, stamp whatever. your foot. We're like no. this
0: is a really good opportunity where if you feel swamped and especially it might be you know we've spoken about the situation where there's one player that goes boom and mm-hmm. I've been that I was that player recently. I put. Bl- Put out my fire left deck, and very quickly had these cards on field. You ready? Azusa, Lost Beseeking. Right. Two, two ex- extra turns a turn. Two t- extra lands a turn. Ramen Apexuator
1: played lands from your graveyard. Yep. And Fabled Passage. Oh, uh, which within. is a fetch land. So for anyone who's not familiar with these yep. kinds of loops, James sacrifices his Fabled Passage to get a basic land. The Fable it Passage goes to, goes to his Finn. graveyard. So with up Excavator, he plays Fable Passage as his second land for turn yep. through Azusa. Yep. Cracks it, gets another land, does exactly the same thing a third time every single turn, assuming there's no interaction. James six pl- landfall triggers, six of them, and ramps ahead two Three, more. Yeah. It's, yeah, it hits a land drop and then two subsequent lands it's every like, turn. Yeah, it, it, it was
0: brutal, and like and like I've had that combo assembled a couple of times and whatever. But like there could be situations where you're me and you blow people out of the water, or you could be in a situation where you bring a very low powered deck to a table that you're just not sat at, and you just you end up getting removed and you got nothing on board and you you realise this table isn't for me. So, say, like, guys, I really, you know, I enjoy watching your decks pop off, but I think I might need to find some people that will play at my level Uh, and that kind of stuff. So, move around. And, like, you know, specifically for our community members, it's as easy as standing up and going, game?
1: Like, anyone looking for a pod? Like, I need
0: someone? Or, like, is anyone looking for a fourth?
1: Exactly. Just switch it up. Exactly. I do think start early because people... Um the in practice the rule infinity conversation rarely happens people yep. just assume another game is happening right now they start shuffling they start planning their next commander especially
0: in cdh possible boy yes <laughs> and
1: so if you if you haven't like told them immediately that you're leaving they're kind of already assuming that you're in Mm. and then it can be kind of difficult to then be like oh i'm out because then people have shuffled up people have rolled to see who goes first like it's just it's a harder conversation later on so try and like get in there quick and be like hey great game you know do that rule infinity thing if you feel up to it and then say hey i might duck out Um, might hop over there, might get some food, might get a drink, that kind of thing.
0: And I think as as a general thing, you mentioned it before, that that general assumption is that, you know, there's another game immediately after. Because, like, one of the things about Commander, it can last anywhere between five minutes and two hours in our case we've played two commander. plus even yeah we've, we've played commander that we've gone should we break for lunch <laughs> like, um, and we've like left okay the, the game restarts at the beginning of waltz upkeep like, oh that's my God. so like there are games that you know there, there's that expectation where you know multiple games are happening because you know in a store because just because your game finished doesn't mean everyone else is up to switching pods. So it's just easier for you to start a game. Yes. So I think there's a bit of an unspoken rule that happens when you're playing multiple games. With the same people. With the same people. So you sit, you played one game, someone wins, congratulations, bit of a rule infinity combo, and then bam, let's jump into the next one. If you win, do you play the same deck again? Or do you immediately put it back in your box and switch it out? I
1: never play the same deck again. It just feels wrong somehow. I think, especially if the game wasn't close yeah um but i think even just as a general rule i think people kind of don't want to see it like if i think about myself in the other position where i'm the player who lost to the deck yeah i don't want to see that deck again as well yeah, So i'm yeah. kind of like i saw how that wins i experienced the pain all <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> um i would like to a, a new brand of pain that yep. you can deliver to me yep. please <laughs> Yeah, I think as a general rule, instead of
0: staxing me out over nine turns, kill me with a combo in turn two this time. I want to switch it up a little. (laughs) New, different, self harm in the worst way possible. (laughs) Getting like doing that by getting people to beat you in commander. Yes,
1: exactly. And look, if 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 you don't have another deck, I guarantee at ninety five percent of tables, someone has multiple decks.
0: Yes, and this is this is something else that I wanted to talk about in terms of. Planning for the next steps in bringing different decks out, and you know we're now moving into the next game or the next couple of games, the next week of games, right? If you're if you've got one deck and that's 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 it, and it's a let's say it's a really you know we talk about high powered decks a lot. Let's say it's a really low powered deck. Let's talk about you know you like weird casual janky stuff. Oh, that, it's a
1: pre con. It's a pre con,
0: something like that, you know. And then you find that it's really hard for you to get games where you enjoy it because you're you're sat at a table with lots of people doing powerful stuff, right? have a think about how can I make this a little bit more powerful or how can I sideboard a couple of cards out? And there's a couple of ways you can do this. You can keep the deck the same and sideboard a couple of cards in, or you can start a new deck and build a new deck, right? Yeah. And you can power that up. And also, can I make it clear that if you're a magic player that doesn't have a huge disposable income to play on magic, because let's face it, magic is expensive. And especially if you want to buy powerful cards, it can get very expensive. You can build powerful budget decks and i'm saying this specifically because you do like <laughs> you're our budget boy so it's it is possible and like you go onto youtube you got like you know youtubers like commander's, commander's quarters, quarters. Yeah. you know even jumbo commander does um some stuff
1: with like mm. budget upgrades there are also about a million pre-con upgrades videos out there i can yes. only assume that the youtube algorithm loves those videos because like every really well. single channel does them yeah so yeah, and if you have a pre-con and you want to upgrade it and upgrade you only got 50 bucks, yeah. I can guarantee yeah. you someone out there has made a video for your precon yep. for $50 to upgrade your deck. And I know, like, we've mentioned this
0: podcast, I think, in every single episode of ours, but the Command Zone podcast, they do one they're for fantastic. every deck. They so do. They've they done one for every deck. deck. So, like, yeah. they're a really good place to start. So if that, that's the situation, you've got a low-powered deck... Moving on to the other hand, if you've got a really, if you're like, you know, like I mentioned Theo before, like one like one deck at the moment, super high powered. What can you do to now sit at tables more casually? There's a really simple answer to this. Buy a pre-con. Yep. It's not too expensive that you can get pre-cons for like 30 bucks. There like, there are some that. You some know, are
1: even cheaper on sale. and some Yeah. Are even you 20. Kind find of thing. some online, all that kind of
0: stuff. Buy a set of sleeves, have that in a box ready to go. Mm. i actually also think if you're an experienced player i think you have a bit of an obligation not not like it's not guaranteed you have to do this but i think it's really nice for you to do this if you have a pre-con in your collection when you come to the store ready to go for when there are players that are looking for a casual pod less high-powered you can say i've got a pre-con i'm ready to go let's do it I myself have a precon, always sleeved up and usually in my bag, ready to go. And it's the Obun deck. The yeah, the Naya, Naya landfall. landfall.
1: And you have one upgrade. And I know Singular. this, you said it so many times. Yeah. And it's I'm shocked it wasn't in the deck originally. It's Felidar Retreat, yeah. which is the stupid busted card. So landfall. It's like a three and a white for an enchantment. Yeah. Landfall, either you put a plus one count on every creature you control, they gain vigilance until end of turn. Or make a 2-2 cat token. Or make a 2-2 attack. Uh, attack.
0: That's a tack curtain now. A
1: tack curtain. A tack (laughs) curtain. A tack (laughs) (laughs) curtain. Jesus, it's a strange. Clearly, moving into the end of the podcast
0: now. (laughs) But like, that's. I think that's a really easy way
1: for experienced players to to be supportive of new players coming to the store. Yeah, and especially
0: considering now we're we're talking about you know we talked about the rule infinity conversation. Now we're moving into the next steps think about what decks you're going to bring next Commander night, next Commander the Gathering Knight, what wow. decks are you going to bring? Because I've had situations where I've come to the store and I've realized very quickly, oops, I brought too many high-powered decks. Right. I didn't have enough variety for a casual game. It was all super high-powered. So... You know, I go home, immediately switch out. I've got a Super Hive box by Ultimate Guard, so it's just like the, you know, I have four decks in there that I can yep. switch out. Yep. And I just go, right, these two decks I played a lot tonight, let's switch these two out for some low-powered decks. You know, that
1: kind of stuff. For sure. Yeah, yeah no, I think that's a good way to go. I think um Tularean Community College, the professor, is actually really strong advocate for every Commander player owning a pre-con, which look, look, like, let's be honest, there's lots of people who are new, but most people who've been playing Commander for a while have probably spent a fair amount of money, even me, who builds budget decks, the number of budget decks I have now. you up to 15 or something? uh, How many you got? 13 13. decks, yeah. So, like, it it adds up. And so, you know, a pre-con is, yeah, maybe 20, 30 bucks for the deck, you know, 10 for sleeves. You're set, pretty much. Yeah,
0: I think that's, it's a good thing to um, have in... In our collections because we are, again, a gathering. And like we said at the start of this podcast, Commander is not just a game. It's like a lifestyle. It's like, you know when mm. people say, skating isn't just a sport. It's a lifestyle. <laughs> like, Commander is a very similar thing, right? So, I think that I think State of mind. we have this responsibility for new people coming into our community to let them in and show them how wonderful this game can be and not mm. just have them sit there and have a miserable
1: time. How nice. That was yeah. very similar to the uh, to the rule Infinity thing where we, we, we really emphasize that, you know, you have the power to yeah, to make the, your games better, 100%. so so do it. And um, look, that that's that's all fantastic in terms of moving towards the next game, but the other thing um, that I want to call back to again, I actually use these same words, but I'm thinking about them in a different way, Space Commander said, plan your next steps, and yes, your mm. next steps will, in the immediate future, include your next games, but also calling back again to Rule Infinity, there are going to be more games beyond the ones that you'll play even tonight, right? So you should plan your next steps and in that you should think about how your deck is going to play the next time you play it. And what I'm talking about here is Think about how your deck played. Ooh. Or we're dipping into Walt Spike territory here. <laughs> are we are we about to go
0: on Moxfield and assess the mana curve of everything and see what we're looking at? Is that uh, the kind of assessment you're looking
1: I, at? I, I'm not thinking... Oh, man. Maybe you think about mana value. <laughs> I, it's something I would think about. Maybe... I'm not going to recommend people think about mana value. You'll, you'll go nuts like I do. But, you know, like, think about how the cards in your deck performed in, for the, sure. in the game.
0: For sure. I think that there's, like, for example, um, you know, I... I very rarely sit down and upgrade my decks with a specific intent. Like I'll be like, oh, this is a fun card. Let me slot it in here and see how it does. After the game, if I've played that card, I want to have a good think about how did it do? And, you know, one of those examples I love. I was like, um so my cloud deck which you mentioned on this podcast. We have before yeah. Very weird, wacky, um James tokens makes tokens kind of thing. bizarre. Yeah. And I put a port razor in it. Have you heard the card? <laughs> I have it's, because you play it. <laughs> yeah, it's phenomenal. It's so it's I think it's three red red for a ogre that sounds, pirate. That I sounds think. right. Yeah. I don't actually I think have my a, phone to Google. I think the he's card a four-three.
1: For some reason that sticks
0: out in my mind. Anyway, basically the whole card reads, if you hit someone with him, you get to untap all other creatures. And have another combat phase
1: so it's it's intentionally worded in a way where it's he's supposed to be balanced yes because you know yes you attack with your port razor yes you get your extra combat but oh no port razor already attacked it is untapping all the other creatures so he can't attack again he can't attack yeah. again we get this extra combat but that's gonna be it but this but, is james's Brutaclad deck i was just gonna say <laughs>
0: So I figured out a way that if you make a token of Brutaclard, sorry, token of Portraiser, and you have enough tokens to go wide enough, you can stack all these extra combat steps on your turn. And then not only that, because Brutal Cloud produces a token at the beginning of each combat. Oh my
1: god, you net a port razor every time. You get one more. Correct. So, so you, you just could, Yeah.
0: So and there was like it was one of those times where and it was also one of those moments where I was like, whoops, I went infinite. But <laughs> it was um it was one of those times where I like that was one of those test cards that I thought, ah, oh, it's a kind of combat face deck. Never thought about it as like a potential token. Like I genuinely didn't think about it. And when mm. it was being played it kind of came out. So after the game I I Saw that card and went, I might tutor for this card when I get the opportunity to. Right. If I can, if I've got a mimic vat on field, I might block with it so I can put it under mimic vat so uh, I can get the token. The token. Like token it, copy, it, yeah, it genuinely revolutionized how I play that deck. And I definitely, again, when I realized it did that, I evaluated the power level of that deck too. Mm. And I well, went, this is probably oh, a rule
1: infinity kind of thing that you would say, uh, right? Where, you, where you'd look at it and go, Oh, you, you know, you wouldn't look at it, you'd say to people, yeah. Hey sorry about that i did not even realize i had this in the day thankfully
0: when it happened i actually remember the specific game i was in it was with frank who's our vice president of our committee and jordan as well who we've mentioned on the podcast That's also on our committee and both of them gave me a brilliant rule infinity um conversation afterwards they were like that was insane how did you figure out how to do that that was wild awesome it was great can you not play that deck again? <laughs> we're we're going to play something else. Let's like, let's lower it down a little yeah, bit. Cool. I want to test something out. So I think that that's a really good, um, you know, like a example of when you see a card that does really, really well, yes. but there is the opposite to that.
1: You can, you can think about like, Oh, you know how I just lost. Yeah. Um, I, I dropped this, um, Oh my god! I can't think of a card. You play a card. Yeah. There's a card okay. in your deck, and no, you. you deck. The card. Well. <laughs> it's at least one. Yeah. And you, 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 played it. You, you, you dropped it, and the next turn, you kind of look at it and you're like, "This did absolutely nothing."
0: I'll get like, let's uh, for example, Zendikar Resurgent, big mana thing. You spend your entire turn casting Zendikar Resurgent, and it does nothing on the turn you put it down. And then it gets round to you, and now you've lost 20 life because you should have put blocks down, and someone swung at you, or something like that. Yep. You look, did that really make the worthwhile play? Or is it one of those big splashy cards that I think I like the idea of? Are you yes. a Timmy? Are you a Timmy and you've just <laughs> included that in your deck because you're a Timmy?
1: Well, yeah, you can, you can temper all of these thoughts yeah. with the notion that, oh, I know what kind of game I want to have. So, you know, maybe yeah. maybe sitting there casting Zendikar Surgeon and going, ooh, next turn, ooh, next turn, ooh, next turn. Maybe that's how you want to play Magic. That is very Timmy, I think, getting yeah, exactly. calling back to the last episode. Yeah. But, um, you know, if you're not that way inclined, you might drop that card and be kind of like, ah oh, man, actually... I think I'd rather sub that out for something else. Yeah. Um, and I think it's also worth thinking about how you might have lost previously with the deck. Ah. Um, and see if you're falling yeah. into a bit of a pattern. Like, I've got decks now where I've kind of realized that they pop off in such a rapid way. Like They don't, like, win the game on the spot, but they kind of go from nothing to something so quickly that people just kill me. Yeah. Like, my around me deck... People just kill me. They see my bin full of cards. They can see my Arami with foot boots on there, so they can't get rid of Arami. Like, I've got the means. I've got the mana. It's going to happen. They just swing big dragons at me, and I die. Yeah. So, what I put in the other day, I put in um, Noxious Gearhulk. Do you want to know, so I actually yeah. can't. Is that the black? It's the black Gear Gear hulk. hulk. So, it's four black black, I think, yeah, four black, black. I think all of them are four black, black, yeah. Yeah, like four, and then the yeah. mana values. Yeah, I think there's, there's yeah. one for every colour. Yeah. Um. Anyway, it, when it enters the battlefield, it's like a five forward menace artifact creature. When it enters the battlefield, um, destroys target creature, you gain life equal to its mana value, uh, I think. Or maybe it's toughness. Anyway, you gain some life from it. A little done. bit of life gain in the deck that constantly gets punched. Exactly. Oh, well, and it's actually more than a little bit because a Rammy makes three copies of something. Oh! So when you, when you pop that down... When, with around you get, you're me, get, you're you, like yeah, you blow up, yeah, you blow up. Yeah, you could you could comfortably gain twenty life in that in that go. That's so, nice. I yeah, like that. I think it's just fun in general. But I was also kind of like, oh, okay, I'm dying to combat damage. Maybe the life time. gain isn't bad, yeah. you know.
0: And this is like I have another example of one of my decks. My Yuriko deck needs combat damage to trigger it. And I found Meron players found a really easy way around this. They love having a spore frog in the bin that they can consistently run <laughs> to stop Yuriko <laughs> dealing combat damage to them. So the ninja trigger doesn't go on the stack and yep. blow and out of So I found that I might need graveyard hate in the deck mm. to interact because I've thought the only ways I've lost with my Yuriko deck is when people stop me from getting that combat damage happening. So I thought, okay, I'll chuck a Tormont Crypt in there or a Bijuca Bog, just a one off, one two off. And then you know, after I play that a couple of times again, rule infinity. Have an assessment. Did it work? Sometimes I'll flip that Tormund's Crypt off the top of the library and it's a zero CMC spell. And I'm like, ah, oh, that's not good for Yuriko. I don't yep. want a zero CMC card in it. So your Tormund's Crypt's no longer in my deck.
1: I've tried it. Wow, there you
0: go. Not the right thing. That's been
1: there for so long, and I can remember very many times where someone you was like, built Marin, Well <laughs> <laughs> I know, but no, no. Like I can remember those, but more importantly, I can remember when we started playing at the store. Like we moved out of our lockdown times of playing. Yeah. You know, me, you, and um, and our housemates, and we moved instead to playing at the store. Yeah. And so we kind of like brought our idea of how Commander <laughs> should be played to the store. And so you got. I've I can vividly remember at least three times someone's been like. James, why is there a Tormod script in your deck? And you're like, Spore Frog. Merin, spore frog. Spore frog. I can't get through Spore Frog. I can't beat it.
0: <laughs> so I need this one specific card. I need this one specific card. So I think that's a really good like, you know, we've got, we've shown an example, and in the, in this case, we've shown the middle ground. We've shown an example of when you evaluate your deck of how it lost or how it won, rewarding those cards. Mm. or or again, taking the cards that lost you the game out of the deck. Yeah. So like again, this is the space commanders have told us we need to prepare for that infinite amount of commander games that we might play in the future how can we a have more fun with it and that's what we talked about with all the social stuff and how can we b make our decks better? How, yeah. how can we have a better game how can other people have
1: a better game exactly yeah. exactly completely agree all right well uh question for the listeners how was your last commander game and would a rule infinity conversation have helped you have a better one afterwards I think that's a good question. I'm keen to hear
0: feedback and I'm going to add another one. What was... A rule infinity conversation that you had that really helped yeah let's, let's help each other out here what was a question that you asked that really changed how the next game happened for sure or what was a statement that you said yeah
1: 100 yeah. well now we're on to our uh every episode we do have this segment at the very end it's the play of the week i'm James, so excited
0: yes i do have, have one. one and it comes from the realm of cdh in Ooh. our store and I'm, I'm really keen to talk about this one I say I'm keen to talk about it, but honestly, my emotional um, capacity at the time to play it was a little thin. Um, you know my CEDH deck is Niv-Mizzet Perun, and it's a control-curiosity combo deck. If if you don't know what that means, have a quick Google of it. There's basically an infinite combo that sits with Niv-Mizzet in the command zone. So it wants to win pretty quickly, and I'm not sure
1: if the listeners know this.
0: But I've got a turn
1: one win with that deck
0: before. <laughs> James
1: will not stop telling everyone at the store about this turn one win. It's I'm, become a joke at this I point. I am
0: actually going to get a t shirt with Ask Me About My Turn One Win. Oh on my it. god. Can that
1: be our merch? When, the when, merch we, when line? we inevitably make merch, I want I want a Did you hear I got a turn one win? Yeah, ask me about my turn one win. Ask, okay. me, ask me about my turn one win. That one's fine. Okay. Yeah. So
0: for the listeners, uh what James phrase would you like in a t shirt? Is it hello, Commander players, or Ask Me About my turn one oh, win?
1: Surely we can get both of them in
0: there all right all right we'll, we'll do multiple things this is, we're not promising anything but in the future so let me set the scene for you we sat yes. in the command we were sat at a cdh table and obviously cdh rule zero is actually a pretty efficient conversation it's we're playing cdh here pick your powerful decks let's go so i said okay did my introduction this is nimbus approved control combo deck fantastic went and politely gestured to the player across from me, which is a very amazing player in our community, David. Love him to bits. And he just slams the deck on the table and puts a card down. He's got multiple CDH decks, so I didn't know which one he was playing. And he just put Grand Arbiter down. You know the card. Makes Grand all Arbiter your...
1: Augustine the
0: fourth? fourth? I think it's the fourth. Yeah. Big, big boy that says, I um I'm gonna help the my player out. And just make everything miserable for everyone else at the table. It says basically the card reads, your spells cost one less, everyone else spells cost one more. So it's a stacks deck. And I was like, fantastic, brilliant. Okay, I'm um, controlled, I might be able to win before that gets off. Go to the next player, and it's Luke. And Luke's playing an it Dragon as well, but it's Galazeth. It's, um, mum, can we have Urza? No, we have Urza at home. Urza <laughs> <Galizeth. laughs> at home, yeah. yeah. That's Galazeth. So, but it's a red-blue, so you can do some really cool stuff with Underworld Breach. He's got, like, the main win-con for Luke is the Underworld Breach brain freeze combo, um, uh, yeah. where you mill yourself out that way. It's, yeah, it's yeah. really cool to watch. Anyway, I'm like, oh, sweet, another combo deck at the table. We'll be able to grind some games out here. Fantastic. Luke passed the Rule Zero conversation to our next player, and it was Jovan. And Jovan was playing a Thrasios Timna deck, four-color control. Interesting. Four-color control just, like, Thassa's Oracle Demonic Conversation win at some point. Who knows?
1: Right. So it was a bit hate- wants Once the game to go long, uh, kind of thing. So
0: there was two Is It players sat there going, I want to win on turn two, turn three. Let's go, let's go. I'm, <laughs> a, I'm keen to grind out 15 games here. I'm so excited. And then the two other players were like... Get the popcorn. We're going to be here for a while. <laughs> <laughs> and boy, did they win. Um, I played a CD... So, I, I constantly, like the joke is, I consistently brag about my turn one win. Yep. I had to sit down at that table, that CDH
1: game, for about an hour and a half, maybe two hours. I think it was longer. I was in the store at the time. I think that was the only game you played. It was. It was the only game I played that night. I feel like you sat down at like 6.30 you know, six and yeah. like... I think it wrapped up at a time where because our store closes at 10 o'clock. Yeah. And so I think it wrapped up at a time where you were like, I can't be bothered playing another game which means it must have been in the last hour. Close it must have been t- like 9.15, yeah, 9.30. three hours. Yeah. So
0: like it, yeah, you can tell the time dilation just set in and <laughs> it started happening. But one of the reasons why, and this is my play of the week and, and, and the reason why it's my play of the week is because every single person at that table laughed incredibly hard about it and it made the game so much more bearable because it was so funny. Yeah. And and this is, again, the podcast is all about making great interactions happen, mm-hmm. playing magic better, playing commander better and having a good time. Yeah. So this is what happened. David, turn two, plays a planes after he played an island on turn one. So he's got two mana, a white and a blue. What does he do? Tap both of them. I'm like, oh, he's playing something. What it could be. Swiffer boots ready for Grand Arbor? No, no, no. Drannith Magistrate. Here's the table. And it's like, oh my God. I guess we have
1: mentioned this a couple of times, I should say. So Drannith
0: Magistrate is a card that it's a 1-3 cleric, cleric, I think. But it basically says your opponents keep thing, your opponents. So when you cast it, you can do everything. It, It says your opponents can't, but it says your opponents can't cast cards from anywhere else but their hand.
1: Really important note here So it was supposed It was in Ikoria It was supposed Mm -hmm. to stop people Doing graveyard shenanigans Mm -hmm. That kind of thing In Commander Your Commander is in the command zone That's not in your hand Nope You can't cast your Commander And for someone It's turn two
0: It's a two mana spell And for someone That is playing A Niv-Mizzet-Perun deck Which half of your combo Is in the command zone (laughs) I just looked at this card and I was like, I need to remove it. But I kept, specifically kept a hand because it had a lot of mana acceleration so I could get to niv quickly. So I didn't have any removal, oh, any no. counters, anything like this. I kept a hand. I kept a greedy hand because I wanted to go fast. This is not the play that made everyone laugh. Believe it or not. Wow. When a, when a Drenoth Magistrate hits the table, usually people don't go, oh, what a funny play. <laughs> this is the play that happened. So that was turn two, right? There's another two mana card that some people might know from CDH that's one and a blue gilded drake
1: do you know the card Uh, oh you exchange control so someone you give your gilded drake to someone you take something of theirs correct um important note because i think it comes up often with this card compared to other similar effects it's a very old card it's a very expensive card too it is a very expensive card i think it's for this main reason unlike other effects most cards these days say, until you lose control of this, or this something. This is forever. is like you gain yeah. control if you, of it. If you blow up someone's Gilded Drake after they swapped, you know, if you blow up the Gilded Drake that they gave to you after mm-hmm. they took your dranath Magistrate, for instance, nope, that dranath Magistrate just belongs to that person until the end of the game. Oh, Yeah. And so, you found this out, I'm guessing. Yeah,
0: well, Jovan casts the Gilded Drake. Right. Uh, Jovan has an in- incredible um, CDH list. It's a very expensive deck. got jewel lands in it. It's beautiful to wow, watch. Cool. His board state sometimes costs more than my car. It's phenomenal. <laughs> um, and so the Gilded Drake hits the table. So naturally, he takes the Dranith Magistrate. Gilded Drake goes to David. Sure. And then Jovan sat there happy. Me and um, me and Luke are still like, yeah, that doesn't change anything for us. We're no, still your still opponent. Sucks. We're still sucking. Yeah. Um, and then I draw my next card. It's a Phyrexian Metamorph. I can get my own Gilded Drake.
1: Oh my god! So
0: then I play my Phyrexian Metamorph, which enters the battlefield as a Gilded Drake, which then I nick the Drannith Magistrate from <laughs> Yovan, and it comes to my board. Pass the parcel, but it, Drannith Magistrate. It hit everybody's board. Later in the game, Luke managed to get a clone effect that copied Gild, no, that copied Dranith Magistrate, I mean, and then the original oh, died. So it was like, oh god, man, this, this was like a hot potato Drannith Magistrate. And it happened for about... Like, it was a control game. So it was like lots of... Like, we were on turn six or seven. And the thing had just been circling around the board. It was hilarious. And I actually think at the end of the game, luckily, we said, is the Drannith Magistrate in the right person's deck? And thankfully, David had pink sleeves. So it was very obvious. Like, that's his card. (laughs) We need to return it. So my my player of the week is a hot potato Drenneth Magistrate in a three hour CDH game wow. the, that was the like I was very you uh,
1: when we did the raffle at the store you saw me I was tired it was a long game <laughs> James <laughs> I, I know when James has reached a certain level of exhaustion with the game when he leaves yes <laughs> leaves the game he walks over to me and he's like like eyes basically melting <laughs> Like, hey, what? I've just been in this tv game for like three hours, man. Um, Have you got any snacks yeah. in here? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you smoked like a, a thousand cigars. Like, hey, what? I've been playing this game for the last 45
0: years. I'm too old for this <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, my, my play of the week is a CDH game that went for three hours, was unbearable, but a hot potato Dranath Magistrate, one of the, an, an evil stacks card, made it funny. That's nice, my play of the week.
1: Nice. Good stuff. Good stuff. And look, if you were in a, in a regular game of Commander, you might get to the end and have your rule infinity conversation and say, hey, don't play Janus Magistrate. I hate that card. Stop it.
0: Stop it right now. <laughs> what an incredible way to sum up this podcast.
1: <laughs> Uh in don't other words, do that
0: like that. <laughs> the message is Drenith Magistrate is a horrible card, but have conversations after your games. Yeah. That's that's the whole podcast. We managed to get that message across in
1: an hour. What a good job. There you go. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Final we'll catch you in the next paper. one. Final hey. <coughs> Thank nice. you for
0: listening everyone. We'll see you next time. Catch you then. Bye. Bye.